Welcome to the Crowd Church Podcast. We are an online church and you are listening to the service that we also live stream on YouTube and Facebook. For more information about Crowd Church, please visit our website at www.crowd.church. My name's Rachel and I'm going to host along with my good friend Phil this evening. So welcome. It's great to see you and thanks for tuning in. And if you are catching up with us during the week, it is still great to see you. So um, how's your day been? How are you doing? Phil, have you had a good day today? Well, somebody's already put something about the Grand Prix on and I know this is a church issue. No, this is a church that we're on, but I think the Grand Prix has caused controversy. Are you a Grand Prix fan, Rach? I confess, alas, no. No. Well, then I'll tell you very briefly that after a very long season, the the, the, the world champion was going to be decided today in, I think it was in Saudi Arabia, Van Stappen, who's Dutch, Lewis Hamilton, who's English, one of them was going to become world champion. If it had been Lewis Hamilton, he would have been the greatest driver of all time, beating Michael Schumacher's record of eight wins, I think. But there was a crash. I don't pull a Grand Prix enough to understand this, but the stewards made a decision um, which is controversial, and it means that Michael, sorry, uh, Lewis Hamilton has not won. Van Stappen has won, and they are bringing their lawyers in to decide. So this wonderful sporting event is being decided by legal teams, which just goes to show that at the end of the day, lawyers always win. Ah, well, we're living in 2021. Anything can happen, as we well know. But um, yeah, I hope there were no spoilers there for any of you. I hope you're going to catch up on the news later. Too late. That's what happens with live streaming, isn't it? So there we go. But um, it's great to see you. It's great to see you, and um, if you're wondering where the wonderful Matt is, he's still around, and um, we're very grateful, aren't we, Phil, that he's actually in charge of all the tech, because you wouldn't want me and Phil to be doing that, really, would you? Would you, Phil? Not really, no, come on. No, I, I don't know about buttons. No. <laughs> so, so Matt is actually keeping us in check, in order and on time. And um, Matt, we love you. And um, thanks for um, letting us have a go at all of this. Oh, look, we, we've got, yeah, Crouchers, spoiler alert. <laughs> if it's a live event, you've got to know it's, you've got to watch it yeah. live. This You can't be waiting for match of the day to come on on a Saturday no. night before knowing the scores. No. Uh, but I feel a bit guilty too that I might have ruined the Grand Prix for someone. Oh, really well, sorry. I'm sure people will forgive you. Don't worry about it, Phil. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, as you can see, Phil is sporting a rather lovely um, Christmassy jumper. Very beautiful, modelled by Phil there. I have actually got sparkles on, but you might not be able to see it. And me sparkly earrings and me Christmas carol um, scarf here. So um, I'm trying to join in with the festivities. But <laughs> And um. I love the border. I love I love that map. However, you did that. Fantastic. So, um, yeah. Right. Back to what we're doing. OK, so so today we have a talk. We have a talk coming your way um, by the wonderful John Harding. And um, he's going to be uh, talking on a very festive theme, if you like. Um, we're going to be talking about angels, which 
I'm really looking forward to, and that'll be ever so interesting. Then um, we are going to have a song later, A Christmas Carol, um, um, which we'll talk about later. And then we're going to have quite a long time um, for Conversation Street, for chat, um, mainly on the theme of what we're here for this evening. But you can throw in any other comments that you like or any questions. So as always, we've got our live feed. So hi to everyone. Thanks for your contributions already. And um, Phil, you knew that you were going to get a comment about your hair, didn't you? Yeah, it doesn't matter what I do. Matt Crew, <laughs> who is he's kind of like my very own favourite troll, uh, he talks <laughs> about my hair. And in fact, I've got friends who uh, who have never met Matt Crew. And yeah. if they've ever, because we're in Liverpool here, if people come to Liverpool, uh, my brother, one of my bosses in one of my jobs went, if I come, can I meet Matt Crew? And they've both well. met Matt Crew. And they've both gone, yeah, he's just like you said he was. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say any more about Matt Crew than that. He's lovely. He's lovely. And I'm glad he's in my life. He's got yeah, very hair, by the way. But he's got no hair. We love you, Matt, and thanks for not commenting on my hair. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I have embraced the grey, but that's for another time. Okay, so um, <laughs> we do have, <coughs> excuse me, I haven't got COVID, by the way. Every time I cough, I have to say it's not COVID, I've lateral flowed, but not that that matters because I'm not with you, like, in person, obviously. So, um, but I, I just say it, 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 it's a bit like... Tourette's for the year. I haven't got COVID. It's just a cough. Anyway, um, so <laughs> sorry, I've lost it. I've lost the plot. Back to what we're doing. Oh, thank you. Someone likes my hair. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so if you do want to comment, as I say, you can write stuff in the feed, which is flowing. Lovely. And then um, we do have a number. There it is. It's appeared and we've got a web address as well, which is marvellous. So um, you can just send in your messages. We love to hear from you. If you send in any prayer requests, we will pray for you. Um, there's a team that will pray for you and support you in whatever that might be. So um, please do do that. And um, yeah, just keep commenting away. And then um, we'll hopefully be able to answer some of your questions. That's our hope, isn't it, Phil? <laughs> yeah. We will. <laughs> yeah. And so um, before I start waffling, let's get on with the talk. So it's from the wonderful John Harding. He's um, a senior pastor in the church that we go to and um, he's a great teacher. So settle back with your cup of tea or whatever else you might have in your hand to drink and um, just enjoy his talk. And um, as as it goes on, please do um, make comments in the feed. And um, yeah, over to John.
What does the Bible say about angels? Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? It's, it's quite a festive, Christmassy topic too, because angels play a pretty big role in the Christmas story. What does the Bible say about angels and what do angels have to do with the Christmas story? So I thought I'd begin this talk for all of you lovely people at Kraut Church tuning in today. I thought I'd start with a Bible reading. So let me read to you from Luke chapter 2 verse 8 to 15. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to all people on whom God's favour rests. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. A great reading of part of the Christmas story. And undoubtedly, the angels are significant characters in the whole Christmas story. Uh, an angel visits a man called Zachariah, Mary's brother-in-law, and announces to Zachariah that despite him and his wife being old and childless, that he and his wife Elizabeth will miraculously have a son, and they'll call him John, John the Baptist. An angel visits a young, engaged-to-be-married girl, probably no more than 15 years old, an angel appears to Mary and announces to Mary that she will become miraculously pregnant and her child will be God on earth, God in human form. Well, an angel, not surprisingly, then visits Joseph, Mary's fiance, you know, just to get Joseph up to speed with this unusual turn of events. Later on, Angels will visit Joseph again and warn him of Herod's murderous plan to kill all the newborn babies in the region. And they'll tell him to go with the Holy Family to Egypt. And here in our Bible reading today, an, an angel visits shepherds out in the fields. Not just one angel, but a huge heavenly choir of angels. Actually, there are at least 113 instances in the Bible when angels appear. Well, what do angels look like? Sometimes when angels appear in the Bible, they are in human form, like humans, indistinguishable 
from other ordinary people. Sometimes angels are invisible. It's just that their presence is felt or their voice is heard. Other times in the Bible, and like in our reading today, angels are bright, shiny, fiery beings. On those occasions, the angel usually greets a person with the words, fear not, do not be afraid. Why does the angel say, do not be afraid? Simply because there's something so extraordinary, something so unexpected at being about your day-to-day business like these shepherds out um, washing their socks by night as the carol goes. So unexpected, from out of nowhere, this being of pure shining light appears and these rough and ready shepherds, they were terrified. What is the purpose of angels? Well, in pretty much all of the cases where angels are mentioned in the Bible, angels are messengers. Angels are heralds. Like we sing, hark the herald angels sing. Angels bring uh, news from God to the people. They are like God's megaphones, God's mouthpiece. In fact, the New Testament ancient Greek word for angel, angelos, is the same word for messenger. Angels are God's messengers. And in today's reading, In Luke, these angels brought the single most important piece of news ever communicated from God to man. The news they proclaimed was this. A saviour had been born for the whole world. Jesus, the saviour, had come to earth. I mean, well, this was such good news So extraordinary news that the angels didn't just announce it. They didn't just whisper it. Hey, shepherds, the saviour has been born. No, this was such incredible good news that the whole of heaven erupted into joyful song. The choir of heaven announced the birth. I mean, (laughs) this was sort of God's version of those big baby reveals. You know, when a couple are just so excited about having their first baby that they do a confetti cannon gender reveal all over social media. Here is God the Father announcing the birth of his son, a saviour, with a multitude of shining heavenly hosts in four-part gospel harmony. Now, let me say something I think is really important at this point in my talk. I do not believe that these Bible stories about angels are fairy tales or fables. I do not believe that. I'm I'm talking about I'm not talking about angels like someone might talk about unicorns or fairies. No, as a Christian, I believe that the shepherds encountering the angels was a real historical event. As a Christian, I believe in angels, (laughs) not the Abba song. I believe in angels. No, it's it's not. Well, oh, you know, um, someone makes you a nice cup of tea and helps you out. And you're like, oh, you bless you. You're an angel. No, I believe in angels, angelic beings, as we see them in the Bible. 
I was chatting to a couple of friends a while back, one a doctor, the other two scientists, PhDs in sciencey sort of stuff. I think one of them's done a crowd talk. And we were saying that generally, when you say that you believe in God, people are okay with that. Are you believing God? Good for you. Great for you. Each to their own. Uh, but as soon as you start to talk about something like a spiritual world, the human soul, spiritual places like heaven and hell, spiritual beings like angels or demons, well, some people just don't seem to be able to cope with those sorts of ideas. They, they feel that there's no place for those um, old-fashioned sorts of ideas in what they see as a modern scientific world. But actually, as I was chatting to my friends, those super brainy scientific type of mates, they were saying that, that for them there was really no conflict between the supernatural world we see in the Bible and their understanding of the physical material world that we experience. And actually, the, the, the more that you study the physical world, the more you realise just how unexplained it all is, how unexplainable it all is, a mystery beyond human understanding, beyond the measurability of science. If there is a supernatural world, and we've got no reason to believe there isn't, then such a world couldn't be measured through normal scientific empirical endeavour, could it, if you think about it, because it's not of that world. I remember my mum uh, used to always tell me the story of how when she was a young girl, around 12 years old, shortly after the Second World War, she became a Christian. Uh, someone told her about Jesus. She received Jesus as her saviour and she wanted to take the bus from the little mining town which she lived into the city, to the church, to get baptised in water. A six-mile journey, bad weather, dark nights. The only problem was she had no money, not a penny. No one in that house had money. I mean, this was the end of the war. The 1940s rationing was still in place. So you even bought your food, not with money, but with tokens, with stamps. There was no money anywhere in the house for a bus. Anyway, there she was, new Christian, praying, telling God, about this, how much she wanted to go to this baptismal service to be baptised. And there in front of her, in the bedroom, was an angelic being. A being of pure light, pointing down to the ground. And the place where the angel pointed, there was the money for the bus. She was able to go and be baptised. Well, you wonder why I believe in angels. The 19th century Scottish missionary, John Patton, he records in his journal the story of how he, his newlywed wife, their six-month-old child, they spent their first night on mission in a hut on one of the New Hebridean islands just off the coast of Papua New Guinea, and how all night their hut was surrounded by tribal cannibalistic headhunters and so they prayed all night long as you would in that sort of situation when daylight came they were amazed to see all their attackers had left about a year later 
pattern records how the chief of the tribe became a Christian. And, and remembering what had happened on that first night, Patton asked the chief what had kept him from uh, burning down the hut and from killing him and his family. And the chief replied saying, well, they couldn't do it. They were afraid to attack because they had seen hundreds of men in shining garments with drawn swords surrounding that missionary's hut. Well, I believe in angels. Two quite dramatic stories of angelic visitations on earth. Honestly, I reckon that sort of thing must happen all the time, only without us knowing. And I believe that that must happen all the time without us knowing because we read stories in the Bible where people encountered angels, but they didn't realise they were angels. They weren't aware that they were angels. Like it says in Hebrews chapter 13, 2, entertaining angels unaware. That time you were walking on your own down a dark alley and a kindly couple turn up and walk past and you felt safe in that moment. That time maybe you were on the motorway and had a flat tyre, a blowout, and someone pulled over to change your tyre for you. I was once climbing a mountain, Trifan, on the north side, and it got hit by an unexpected um, snow and ice, a snow bomb, they called it. I, and I, I wasn't quite sure of the route up. There were steep drops on either side. And, and out of nowhere, this guy caught up with me, emerging out of nowhere, emerging out of the whiteout, and he guided me and my two friends to the top. We stopped at the top for a break. He just kept on going, never to see him again. Of course, all of those things could be coincidence. Of course they could. They could totally have natural explanations. And do you know what? I would be fine with that. But also maybe we were entertaining angels unaware. Maybe we do that far more than we realise. The Bible is loaded with stories of angelic visitations. The Christmas story is loaded with angelic visitations. God's messengers bringing joyful news of salvation, pointing to Jesus, drawing attention to Jesus. They say to the shepherds, go and look and find Jesus. When a person gets a bit obsessed with angels and guardian angels and supernatural forces in the world, uh, when, and when that distracts them from focusing on Jesus, well, I don't think that matches up with the purpose of angels in the Bible or the story of angels in the Bible. I think that's when it all becomes a little bit unhealthy. The angels in our Christmas story in our reading of the shepherds it says they came from heaven to earth and after they made the announcement the bible says they went back up to heaven i don't know if you noticed that so there's a sense that angels bridge heaven with earth in fact there's a story in the old testament about a man called jacob called jacob's ladder jacob falls asleep he has a, a vision of a ladder, and on that ladder bridging heaven to earth, angels are ascending and descending on that ladder. This angelic encounter for the shepherds, this was a moment 
of heaven invading earth, a moment bridging heaven <coughs> with earth, a moment of heaven drawing close to earth. And I, I believe that that is true for each one of us in this moment right now. This is a moment of heaven drawing close to earth, a, a holy moment, a moment that is an answer to that prayer that we pray as Christians all the time. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven touching earth. And as we've seen in the angel's story, God is wanting to speak to us in this moment. Now, we probably won't see angels or be aware of the angelic hosts, but God is with you right now as you watch this video. And he is speaking to you right now as you watch this video. He is always wanting to speak. He is always announcing the arrival of his son, Jesus, a saviour has been born. In the words of that great carol, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all the nations rise, join the triumph of the skies with the angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Heart the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Wow, thanks so much, John. Isn't he a brilliant teacher and just such a fantastic communicator? Do you know, I do watch him and go, how does he remember that off by heart? It's such a skill and we're so grateful for your talk, John. Thank you. Um, so what did you think? How did you find that? Um, did it make you think lots of things? I mean, thank you for all your comments in the chat. I love the one about um, there are 113 instances of angels in the Bible and some of the most um, intelligent, educated people that we know in our church and um, also really famous, intelligent people around the world believe in the uh, in angels and in um supernatural beings so you know we're not being weird are we and um when um when we talk about angels it's just in the context of god being so amazing and especially at christmas announced jesus it's so incredible so um we are now going to go into a time of singing together of worship together and it is going to be that fantastic carol called Hark the Herald Angels Sing and um, it's been put together by um, um, oh I really can't remember sorry Matt it's just gone right out of my head we'll tell you after who um, is singing the song but just um, enjoy it and join in with the words and um, let, let it just minister hope to you now as you listen <laughs> Honor. 
That was lovely, wasn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They're Beautiful. just so talented. Thank you to um, Andy and the gang. <laughs> I do remember it was Andy. <laughs> I know we know it was announced on all the people who said who it was. But, yeah, thanks for doing that for us. So what did you think of that then, Phil? There's a lot 
that we covered there in the <laughs> There's so much for, of John's talk, but even the song, I mean, I'm a man of a certain age and yeah. background. So I grew up going to church a lot of the time, but I used to go every, uh, certainly on Christmas day and often on um, Christmas Eve. So Hark the Herald Angels Sing is one of them phrases that's just part of my vernacular. It's just part of the language I use. But I was thinking about it a lot and I, I have read this because I'm a bit you know, a bit of a nerd. Hark yeah. is a really, really thousand year old word. It's a bit Germanic and it would be used uh, to mean, well, I mean, it, we don't say it anymore, do we? Ever, apart from in this no. song. Well, no. you probably don't, no. I don't. But it, no. it's a hunting term and it would mean, so say you're a load of people are out racing through the woods, forests, and you'd yeah. go hark, I know it sounds a bit odd, but it would mean listen in, listen in, and it would be listen intensely and take action. And the only phrase I can think of that we say today is we sometimes say this harks back to bygone, a bygone age. And uh -huh. if, if I mean this, I'm getting away from the point as usual, but it's to, that's to do with um, harking back. I think it's something to do with hunting dogs being recalled to go in another direction. And the point of it's all this It's almost range, like a command, though, do you yeah, think? Yeah, it, it is, I think. And, I'm, yeah. and you know, if anyone's doing RE-A level, I teach it. I think it might be the Hebrew word shema, which means listen and take action, not just right. take action and obey. But then I was thinking about yeah. the word herald. And again, herald, there's, in this song, we have heralds. Yeah. Then yeah. sometimes the old newspapers called the herald. Yeah. But I was at pantomime yesterday. And you know the fella that comes in in the kind of strange outfit with a little trumpet going, bah, 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 bah. it's the herald. <laughs> well, they, we, who is the herald that brings information? Yes. This has happened, and then this is going to happen. Kind of linking yeah. pantomime um, scenes together. You also get heralds in Shakespeare. You get them in, you know, whatever it is, whichever Shakespeare play you care to mention. And I just thought, ah, this this phrase, "Hark the herald angels sing." Listen. Yeah. Yeah. The Herald Angels is almost a, a, a tautology. It's almost like a, angels tend to bring information that yes. you really need to listen to. Um, right. In this case, yeah, Jesus it's is going to be It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a and big I mean, deal. It's, it's huge. Deal. And I mean, like, so like it was said on the chat, 113 incidences of angels throughout the Bible, but yet loads of them are connected to Christmas, you know, probably yeah. more than any other um um event in biblical yep. history so it's a huge deal isn't it and we know that it's talking about jesus and announcing his birth and jesus being the savior of the world and um phil like do you think angels are people or what do you think they are i well it's a it, thank you for asking me that question if only i absolutely knew the answer um <laughs> i think it's really interesting because one of the stories that um John Harding mentioned that is about when an angel appears to Zachariah. And have you noticed that when angels do appear in the Bible, one of the first things they often have to say is, don't be afraid. Yeah. Which suggests to me that yeah. they're quite unusual and there's quite impressive, do you think? Yeah, to humans, it's quite, oh my word, what's going on here? Because you're going yeah. into a supernatural realm, aren't you? As soon yeah. as there's an, and it's funny, a lot of people say, Oh, I believe in the supernatural. You go, What about angels? Well, I'm not sure about yeah. them. That seems a bit yeah. weird. And you go, Right, you're prepared to ex believe in lots of things. I mean, for me, I don't think I've ever seen an angel myself with my own eyes, mm -hmm. but I'm quite happy to believe that they exist because the Bible tells me they do. But I actually yeah. believe lots of things that I can't necessarily prove. That's the nature yeah. of faith. 
But when an angel appears to Zechariah, who is yeah. the father of John the Baptist, if that makes sense, who just yeah. lived around the same time as Jesus. But he, he if, I, if I've understood this correctly, even though an angel appears and says, don't be afraid, and he explains he's an angel, Zechariah is still a little bit unsure about whether to believe him or not. Where, yeah. where, where, but, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be extrapolating a lot of nonsense here. But Mary seems to believe the angel very Straight quickly. Yeah. Maybe there's something about women being more uh, having more faith than men there. I don't know. Men going, no, prove that's, it to me. And well, um, that's a topic for another day then. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've strayed on to dodgy ground there. Yeah, yeah. but it's um, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you, have you got any? I haven't got a personal story that I know of where I've encountered an angel, although I think I might have done yeah. um, because I've met all sorts of people in my life. Maybe some of them are angels. What about yourself, Rach? Well, I've been thinking about it quite a bit, obviously. And I do remember one instance on the train when I was quite nervous and it links in with one of John's stories. I was on my own um, and I was going down to London and I just felt really nervous on the train. I don't particularly know why. And then this person walked past me and that I just felt a great sense of peace and calm after they did. And it is exactly like that story he shared. And it just brought great reassurance to me. And I just thought, do you know what? I wonder if that was an angel just bringing a sense of comfort almost and everything was going to be OK. And then I I've, I often think this on the motorway because motorways are crazy these days, aren't they? And I think I do wonder how many incidences and things that angels almost intervene in. I know awful things can happen, but I do feel a sense of protection. And I do think that's angelic. And um, it does say in the Bible that God will send angels to protect us and to watch over us. I mean, what do you think about that? Because like people talk about guardian angels and things, you know, do you ever wonder about that yourself? I, I I do, and I think it's interesting because it sounds like this is secondhand kind of uh, affirmation. But I know a lot of people who believe in angels, and they're generally quite—they're not crazy. Not well, not all of them anyway. A lot, a lot of them are very sensible. And I, I know I was chatting to you a little bit about this earlier, and I use this uh, quite a lot in when I teach RE, which is if you're familiar with Einstein, so one of the cleverest men of the 20th century. And he's yeah, like brain like a planet, so super brainy, even yeah, cleverer yeah. than you and me combined. <laughs> and he, he, so I do teach REA level. And I often say to people that Einstein said, allegedly, I'm pretty sure it's true, only two things are infinite. So only two things are without end. One is the universe, and the other one is human stupidity. And he's not sure about the first one. And I always think it's, it's a funny quote, but the point of what I'm saying is, as a human being, I can't get my head round the size of the universe. It's too yeah. big for my brain to comprehend. And because there's this thing called the universe that I can't fully comprehend. For me, I don't find it an enormous leap to go, and there's a God who's outside time and space, um, who's bigger than the universe, who's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, um, everywhere. That I don't find a massive jump. And if because I'm prepared to believe in that, and it is faith, I can't actually legally prove it to you in a court of law. The idea that there's angels, I don't actually have any trouble with believing it at all. Um, yeah. And and I what if if somebody had said to me, you know, what's your first verse about angels? I would have come up with the things I know about are the Mary, Zachariah, and um, Joseph, and then the the classic one of the shepherds 
where mm-hmm. the angels appear. But I also mm-hmm. like the idea of um, how you treat people. It talks about treating the stranger, you know, with with hospitality, because you you don't know whether they might be an angel. Now, this is a this is a great thing for me because I, I really mm-hmm. like the idea of everybody's made in the image of God. Everybody's important. Everybody's mm-hmm. um, got value. So I think we should treat everybody with it. I don't know you, you know, you and me, we both work in the kind of social services, social care world. So we, mm-hmm. we've we already got this, everybody is vital, everyone's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that some of the people that I've been, I've potentially helped in my life go, well, maybe they were angels. And mm-hmm. I have no idea. It doesn't it, It's not my motivation. They might be an angel. So I yeah. better be nice to them. It's like, yeah. oh, they're a human. They're a human, yeah. so I better be nice to them because it's good to be nice to people. Or they yeah. could be an angel. I quite, I find that quite, I find that really quite exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And um, I love the fact that the Bible full of us looking after people from other nations, refugees, people in need, you know, yeah. and, and that is the heart of God. So, yeah, totally. But it's funny, you know, I do think on these things and think, I don't think we'll fully know till we get to heaven, you know, and then we'll go, Oh, so that's when, I mean, I've got a funny story. So, you know, um, a few weeks ago, it was Storm Whatever, because they all have oh, a yeah. name, don't they? Was it Alwyn? I don't know. Alwyn. I don't know who, who, Alwyn? I don't know. Someone was being stormy. And we live on the on a hill and we get battered by the wind. And I remember at three in the morning praying and saying, Lord, please, can you send two really big angels just to just to lie on my roof so it stays on? And then I fell asleep. And I know it sounds mad, but I had pictures of these two like massive angels like keeping the roof on because that's how bad it felt. But you know, occasionally I do pray and say, God, please send an angel to protect or this or that. And you know, I wonder, I wonder when we see the answer to those prayers when we're with Jesus and we'll go, okay, get it now. I get it now. Yeah. I I wonder, I suppose uh, my theology is a little bit like with, with miracles and, you know, like, like you're saying, they're going, well, did this amazing thing happen purely by chance? You know, like you could say, well, your roof wasn't blown away. That could have just been physics. You go, yeah, possibly. And it's a bit like with miracles. Was it a miracle or was it just science? Was it just statistics? Mm. You go, I don't know. No. I don't know. Um, no. I, um, but my faith, faith, my faith gives me peace. Yeah. It gives me, uh, and you might go, well, you're deluded. And I'm going, if this is deluded, I'm quite happy <laughs> to take it over yeah. anxiety. And I know you might go, well, you're, that's just stupid. I'm going, well, you know, you know, yeah, maybe, but I'm quite, yeah. I'm quite happy with it. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I think it's odd. You know, if God is all powerful, why does he send angels? Why doesn't he do it himself? Yeah. And the great answer to that is, I don't know because I'm no. not God and I no. don't mind not being God. Yeah. Uh, that I can live, I can quite happily live with that. Um, and as I say, would it be, it, maybe, it won't, maybe one day we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out one day in heaven. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. I'm happy yeah. that God's in charge. Yeah, I love what you just said then. And um, Matt's highlighted it in the comments, but my faith gives me peace. And I think right at this moment in this day and age, that is what we need, you know. And I do, I know when the angels announced the birth of Jesus to Mary and to the shepherds and everyone, it's like, you know, that, oh my goodness. And when they said, do not be afraid, like you said, the the, the sheer presence of them was so extraordinary that it would have conjured up fear. 
and then they reassured the hearers didn't they it's okay don't be afraid because this is a message from God and I think it you're right you know my faith gives me peace and I think for all of us listening today we need peace and really only true peace comes from heaven and God can minister to that in lots of different ways through people and um, I wonder through angelic beings as well or things happening in our lives and it brings us hope doesn't it and comfort I couldn't agree more. And I, I think um, it, it, in whichever circumstance you live, mm. you can find something to worry about. Now, these things can be relative, can't they? So you might go, what have you got to worry about? If you happen to be living in the Western world in the 21st century, because yeah. I quite like history too, I'm going to suggest to you that there's never been a better time to live. If you go yeah. back to thousands of years of human history, you're not likely to, you know, if you're living now in 2021 in Western Europe, we don't actually have a war happening at the moment. We're not being bombed a lot like we would have been in World War II. We don't have the diseases we had centuries ago. We have more rights. We have terms and conditions. We have health and safety. We have the NHS. We have social services. But in spite of all that, it's still perfectly okay. Not okay. It's still perfectly standard to have worries yeah. and be anxious mm-hmm. and to not yeah. sleep and to have mental health issues yeah. and I can struggle with all those things but the bible tells me grab a thought check it and it sounds really weird check it is it going to help me is it going to hinder me is it going to mm-hmm. rob me of my peace and mm-hmm. if it if it's if it doesn't help me don't think about it don't dwell about it and this is kind of um the, you know the bible is a pretty wise book it's full of wise wise advice Amazing that we sometimes reinvent in 2021 and go, hey, I've got a really good idea. Let's call it mindfulness or let's call this. Because, yeah, these are great things, but they've actually existed for thousands of years. And, yeah. and to me, believing in God, who believing in a God who loves me and, and wants the best for me, even though mm. I can't quite understand that, is a tremendous source of peace. Um, yeah. 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 And, you know, the angel said, glad tidings you know they're bringing us great joy they're announcing and just picking up on what you're saying but there's an amazing description of what Jesus is like in the bible and it says wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace and the government so like ruling will be on his shoulders and um, I mean I heard that this morning in church so you know it's fresh in my head but just to hear the phrase wonderful counsellor, because I'm all pro-counselling. I love counselling and therapy. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. But Jesus is the wonderful counsellor. And I think that's why the angels were so, went so bonkers, didn't they, to announce the best thing in the world, the best person in the world yeah. is here right now, you know, and announce yeah. him. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like we could talk about this for a very long time. It's, um, <laughs> here's another one for you. Yeah. Were, were you in a school nativity when you were a kid? I was, yeah. Yeah, go on. Which part did you have? I was not Angel Gabriel. I was gutted. Oh, I know. Were you, were, were you Mary? I was. No, I wasn't Mary. I was one of the group of angels. Okay, you were the angelic yeah. host. I was an angelic oh. host, yeah. With a, with a load of other people, because it's, yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've ever read this. Um, there was yeah. a report somebody came out with that said if, the the children that get chosen to be Mary and Joseph do better in later life than, than the <gasps> people who get to be the. Oh. Um, I don't know if this is this is proven. I was um, I was the door to the inn. Um, <laughs> so I was an inanimate object. I had to just turn to 
to one side and and like that okay. because we basically didn't have any props or a working okay. door. And okay. the the point of this is is I think I've done okay. Seeing as I started off as a door to the stable <laughs> uh, in the nativity, yeah. I've done okay in life. That's the first yeah. thing. And don't let your nativity role define you. No, no, not no. at all. No, <laughs> but, no, not but at all. At the same time, I wonder whether everybody, pretty much everybody, certainly if you're watching in the UK, and I'm assuming in most Western nations, will have been in a nativity play, and that's yeah. most people's first. Um, and perhaps only introduction or involvement in angels when somebody is the the angel Gabriel, and, yeah. and even word, even that phrase trips <laughs> off the tongue. That the angel Gabriel, and yes. and and I don't know why, but in my head, the angel Gabriel was a sort of beautiful looking, and even the phrase angelic, you've got to be all cute and lovely. And I'm not sure that's entirely true or biblical. No. Well, not if. Not if he's seen, having to say to Mary, don't be afraid. Yeah. He's not going to be cute, is he? No, I he, wouldn't have thought so. No, let's, um, let's face it. <laughs> I'm extrapolating a lot out of, you know, a nativity here and the bits out of the Bible, but I'm I'm just assuming that, I'm, I'm assuming a certain size out of an angel. You know, if you were to, but we don't, yeah. we do get a bit of descriptions in the Bible about them. But again, I you've got think, this, go on. I think what you're highlighting, though, is We've got imaginations. Let's use them. So let's yeah. think. Why was she scared? Yeah. What What would terrify me? You know. Yeah. And she was. She was young as well, wasn't she, Mary? Yeah. She was young. And yeah. um, you know. So it's good to imagine it. I've got a question for you because you're the linguist amongst oh, yeah. us. So um, yeah, Claire messaged in in the week. She said that um, her and her seven year old are listening to a song and um, they're loving it and it's got um. I think it's got the word Hosanna in the Hosanna. lyrics. So what yeah. does Hosanna mean? I think I think it means uh I think it's another variation of let us adore him. Because mm -hmm. it is the song Hosanna, come let us adore him. I think it means it's like a it, it happens a lot in music. It happens a lot, actually happens quite a lot in the Bible, where yeah. the same idea is repeated. And right. sometimes the English language we have a, a, a very much bigger vocabulary than most other continental and European languages. So we can say the same thing. Yeah, I know. I'm, I could really get into this, so you'll have to shut me up. We right. can say You've the same got a few seconds. <laughs> okay. We can say the same thing in many different ways, but yeah. actually we're saying the same thing. And Hosanna, Hosanna means let's adore him, let's worship him. Wow. Um, it's as, as far as I'm aware, it's as simple as that. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a nice sounding word. It's a lovely word, isn't it? Well, to nicely lead in to the next part of our evening, we are going to have um, a song and it's called The Baby Sun Song. And um, it was just recorded this week by John and Anna Grace. And then um, Matt's lovely Josh, he's done the orchestral stuff. So let's just sit back and enjoy that. Lovely. <laughs> We thought you'd come with a crown of gold A string of pearls and a cashmere robe We thought you'd clinch an iron fist And rain like fire on the politics But without a sword, no armoured guard Come and born in mother's arms, the 
government now rests upon the shoulders of this baby son. Have you no room inside your heart? The inn is full, the out is dark. But upon profane shines sacred sun. Not ashamed to be one of us. But without a sword, no armored guard. was fantastic wasn't it beautiful uh, yeah I, I love the tone of his voice as well uh, yeah he's he's great worship leader and songwriter and thank you for that so um yeah so we've nearly come to the end of crowd church and um it's been great thanks bill as always a great pleasure to chat we G could chat give me forever, a chance and i'll talk give me a yeah. chance and i'll talk you yeah. know me yeah no but it's great you know and it gets us thinking and um it just made me think about a verse as well um it's in the old part of the bible the old testament but it says that god will protect us and will command his angels to do the same and um yeah we just hope that you have a great week and don't forget get in touch with us there's the website at the bottom and the whatsapp number as well and um you know matt and the team they're here and they pray and they care. And um, just remember, no question's a silly question. I always say that whenever I do training or anything. So if you want to know anything, just ask, you know, that's, and also prayer, people will pray. But yeah, have a great week. And, you know, you have a great week as well, Phil. I will. Thanks very much, Rach. Bless you. All right. And um, good night and God bless everyone. And um, see you soon.